0: I used to... Hello, this is Fred Goldstein with Health Innovation Media, and I'm joined today at the HIM16 conference with Kave Safave, the global health lead and managing director. Welcome, Kave. Hi, Fred. Good to be here. It's great to have you. And what I wanted to start with is give us a little feel for where you think population health is. You're sort of an expert in this. I've
1: noticed it's getting a little less attention this year at HIMs, while it's still there. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think the, the fundamental problem, which is how do you take care of people across settings over time, and how do you make sure that they're getting their money's worth for healthcare, hasn't gone away at all. Sometimes the language itself changes, uh, it gets replaced by other terms, but the concepts are very durable, and if you walk around you see people still creating solutions to solve those basic problems.
0: Right, and I've seen, in looking at the solutions, it looks like they're still building upon this basic model of get some data mash it up, assess the people, mm-hmm. and then go ahead and do some sort of intervention,
1: set up these care management programs. Have you seen anything new or unique mm-hmm. or any other ideas in that yeah. area? There are a couple of things that you're seeing now. One of them is a recognition that you actually have to engage the patient as part of this. And so the term patient engagement is being used a lot. There are lots of solutions and technology that use that language. And that I think of that as part of the population health continuum. The other thing that's going on is uh, an interest in virtual health care and all of these technologies that allow you to think of different ways to take care of a patient besides a doctor and a patient being in a room at the exact same time. Technology that substitutes for the doctor, technology that allows the doctor and the patient to not have to be in the room at the same time, not just the distance, uh, social platforms and there's little innovations going on in virtual health that are also part of that Concept of how do you take care of a whole population. Those are some really durable ones and Accenture is very interested in digital health, digital technology and its intersection with healthcare. So these are areas that we spend a lot of time thinking about.
0: Right, and if you think about it, you know, everyone's always talked about telemedicine, great idea, these mm-hmm. different kinds of concepts really meet the patient where they're at. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally seeing some payment mechanisms. So that's sort of the driver that's allowing these to blossom a bit more
1: than we've mm-hmm. seen in the past years. Well, Part of it. Um, the historical model was that anything new had to be paid for on a, uh, per- a per-use basis. But if you look at the economic models people are using for virtual health care, in some cases, they're built on the assumption that we're going to get paid the same way we used to. We're just going to figure out how to do this for less and create an economic opportunity that way. Um, in some cases, health systems make the investment and they, ret- they think about return in terms of... Uh, loyalty uh, of patients in the community to the system or their ability to reach patients without having to build physical assets. So it's more than just a fee-for-service question. That was, I think, how we thought about telehealth half a decade ago, but now it's really becoming much more of the fiber of how do we deliver care.
0: Yeah, and particularly as we move to bundles or value-based where you can then clearly see that this is a
1: more cost-effective means to do it, so within the bundle you're going to do better. Right, if you're paid a budget, and then it doesn't really matter what each piece is, it really matters whether or not you meet the budget.
0: So this whole consumer perspective of of putting in services like that, you've just released a new
1: study here at the uh,
0: conference. Tell us a little about the study.
1: Uh, We, annually we do a survey of patient attitudes and physician attitudes, and we've been interested in electronic health records, and one of the questions that we've been looking at over the last few years, is this idea of how patients want to see their own information and participate in their own health records. And we specifically tested on one question and we found a really interesting answer and we wrote about it at HIMSS this year. The question we asked was from a patient perspective do you if you want to see your record do you think you should see some of the information or all of the information in fact the question exactly what the doctor sees and it turns out that 77 percent of patients think that they should be able to see exactly what the doctor sees We then ran a parallel doctor study, and only 17% of doctors think that patients should see see exactly what the doctor is seeing. What's interesting is last year, they answered that question, 31% said they think that patients should see exactly what they see, and that went down to 18%. So while patients want to see their records, and more of them want to see all of their records, the doctors are answering the question in the opposite direction, saying, well, if they're going to see them, they certainly shouldn't see all of them. And that discordance is actually going to create a really interesting tension in the market because, as we know, the economic forces are making healthcare more retail and consumer-oriented, as well as the principles of patient-centeredness. To then say, well, what I mean by that is not that you can see everything, but you can see only what I want you to see, is antithetical. And the fact of the matter was, prior to digital electronic health records, the only record a patient saw, if they saw their records, was exactly what the doctor saw. It was printed on paper. This artificial electronic summary never existed before. So we've introduced this concept and suddenly decided that that's what we mean by see your record.
0: Wow. So, I mean, it's interesting because we do have this huge now blossoming movement to put the consumer at the center, give them their own control, let them access their own way, bring your own device, mm-hmm. tell Madison, do your stuff at home, Yet at the same time the system is trying to move in the other direction. So how would that impact potentially mm-hmm. providers of this
1: service, et etc? Well first of all I would say um, I don't think we can generalize the doctor response to the system. It tells us a little bit about the doctors and these are individual doctors, right? We're not asking them in the context of running a health system. We're asking individual doctors. It tells us that individual doctors themselves are feeling put upon. And we know there's other literature about physician burnout and grieving and all those sorts of things. And it potentially might represent the fact that while the marketplace is moving in one direction, we have to deal with a set of stakeholders who are reticent about this whole thing. But they're the critical participants. So as a health system or a government wants to create a more patient-centered environment, one of the key participants, the doctors, are dragging their feet. And that's going to take a set of conversations and actions and policies and incentives in order to overcome that. And you mentioned doctors feeling put upon. What do you think are some of the
0: drivers of the physicians actually going from a 31% down to a 17%? Um,
1: I think that there's probably two places that we can look for to try to answer that question. We know, for example, from the research published around Open Notes over the last half a decade that there's a general skepticism by doctors about the idea of patients seeing the same thing the doctor is seeing because they think that it's going to take them more time to explain questions however those open notes studies have also shown that that doesn't actually happen and the doctors once they experience it realize that they shouldn't be worried about it it's quite possible that doctors who've never experienced this are going through the same thought process Mm -hmm. as the doctors in the open notes experiments have done that may be one the other is what i mentioned before which is other research tells us that Dr. Burnout is an all-time high. We may be dealing with a group of, of uh, professionals who, as a general rule, are suffering a point of relatively low morale, mm-hmm. and we're asking them another question to do one more thing when they're a little depressed, and they're giving us these answers. It may not actually be what they really think, but maybe what they think in the context of this current environment they're in.
0: I was also wondering, is there any sense that this might be due to some concern with liability still mm-hmm. that we always hear raised?
1: Well, sometimes you hear that, but in a way that doesn't make any sense because the fact of the matter is that um, if a malpractice were to occur, then the original record is the record. So the idea that you create risk by creating an ar- another document that's a subset of the document that patients actually have a right to see, I don't think that really makes a lot of sense. I think it's probably more a fear of their time being wasted by frivolous questions that are inconsequential rather than an actual liability issue.
0: Well, it's a very interesting study, and obviously something we're going to have to watch over time because we're definitely moving in the direction of opening this stuff up. Mm -hmm. We need to help the physicians understand why that's important, how it won't impact them, as you talked about. What else is Accenture doing, sort of, in the population health space?
1: Well, I talked about virtual healthcare. We're really interested in that. What we're seeing right now is that virtual health has been dominated primarily by product companies with interesting solutions. And if you go to a large health system, you might find that they have 50, 75, 100, 150 different little pilots going on, but they never had a strategy. They never had a strategy that says, how do we combine the traditional physical delivery with a virtual delivery? And it's not an either or, it's a both. Other industries have experienced this. So now they're starting to come back as a system, and they're saying, wait, 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 let's come up with a system-wide strategy, and then think about how we actually execute on that, rather than having individual doctors with specialties, try little tiny things on their own. So that movement from being about little products to a system strategy is one that we see as being very interesting. The other is this concept of experience design. So we talked about consumer experience, consumer engagement. Outside of healthcare, other industries have recognized that you start by actually thinking about the consumer experience and designing the experience. Healthcare hasn't really thought about consumer experience design, but we're now beginning to see that question being asked by some of the leading organizations. Accenture happens to have a very robust practice around consumer experience design and they never had any healthcare customers. But now healthcare is asking to do the same thing, which is what exactly is the journey that a consumer goes through and what would be an ideal journey for them once we know that, then let's figure out how to give it to them. So
0: as, as Accenture brings this expertise to the healthcare system, are you in essence saying, well, we're looking at other industries, say like banking, where you sort of have your ATM, plus every once in a while you have to go in and see the banker or even areas like even I'm thinking of a Disney in terms of when you say consumer experience. Absolutely. Are those the kinds of things you're trying to put together and bring to these companies?
1: Absolutely. I'll give you an example. Um, there's a, the Disney Magic Band is actually a program that we help build with Disney where when you are going to go to the park you get the band, and the band serves as everything from opening the door locks uh, to being able to pay, to uh, actually it's a way for, um, to let the characters know that you're nearby. So when a child identifies that they want to see Snow White before they go in, when they're in the vicinity of Snow White, Snow White knows there that they're there, and Snow White will come and find them in the park. So that that experience is a specific to that child's in expressed interest that was put in as something they wanted to do when they came to the park. That's what kids go to Disney for. Wow. I
0: mean, I'm, I'm thinking about that now and applying it to healthcare and the individual, you know, whether they're whether going through a facility or going through their life trying to do these kinds of things. Fascinating. It is, it's,
1: it's amazing. And there's, once you realize what's possible, the opportunities are limitless. So I think for us in healthcare, it's a great opportunity to really see what others have learned, take the best of it, recognizing that healthcare is still a very serious thing. And I always say that um, healthcare is interesting because we have to deal with two personalities or personas at the same time. The 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 person in front of you is both a patient and a consumer. They're not just a consumer and they're not just a patient. And those two personalities are interacting all the time. And so for us in healthcare, we have to actually take what we know about treating patients and combine it with what we know about these people as consumers and make the best of it. It's different than just taking lessons from banking and replicating them. It's special but it can't avoid that reality that they are also consumers while they're patients.
0: Well that's just fascinating. I'm really looking forward obviously once again you've given us some great insights. Kaveh, really appreciate you coming here. And I'd like to hear more about what you're bringing into the healthcare system from that whole consumer side, that Disney stuff, because I also thought about it fascinating, just not just from meeting their needs, but just think about going through a hospital and having the person notified they happen to be outside the door to be get their MRI in versus somebody walking in. There are all kinds of efficiencies you could create out of that, I assume.
1: Very good. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Fred. Great.
0: Well, thank you. There you have it, Dr. Kave Safave from Accenture.